Hey everybody, it's Rahelio here. Just as a disclaimer, if you will, Klaus and Hatton. So John Klaus being our producer now for a year, and his friend and Hatton, Andrew Hatton, are going to be doing podcasts on our feed. So because John's going to be missing shows from time to time with his other duties, they'll still be on our feed. So if you are a fan of John and a fan of this show, this is going to be something else that kind of supplements what we're doing on a normal basis. So for everybody who's listened to us since days of Tigers SRD, myself and Chris, Uper, we'll be doing a show every Tuesday, coming out Wednesday during the off season. And then when the season returns, we'll go back on Thursdays. So just a little bit of a programming note here. Sit back and enjoy as the, the guys talk about the Tigers outfield, free agents, what they're looking at, and some of the players in the current ALCS and NLCS. What's going on, everybody? It is John Klotz and Andrew Hatton, right? Hat Hun? Yes, sir. Okay, I just make sure I get it right this time. Uh, welcome to Motor City Metrics slash my YouTube channel. I think this is going to be posted on both or maybe just one. But, um, yeah, we're going to be recording an episode. Um, maybe it'll be like a .5 episode. Like, I think we're on episode like 51.5 or 52.5 or something. That's what this will probably be called. But um, just for Andrew, I know I've had you introduce yourself like three times now. Just to introduce yourself one more time, uh, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, so I'm Andrew. I, uh, I'm a University of Michigan graduate um, from this past year. I uh, got my degree in sports management and uh, just a huge, you know, Detroit fan. Uh, all the All the Detroit teams and... Just excited to talk about him. Yep. So the backstory, me and Andrew interned at Jimmy John's Field in Utica. That was an interesting time. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about, we're going to grade the Detroit Tigers outfielders. Um, we'll do the pitchers eventually. We did already do the infielders. There's like, there's videos on my YouTube channel and there's videos on the Motor City Metrics YouTube channel of our grades of the infielders, we did like Torkelson, Ibanez, uh, Baez, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we're going to do the outfielders in this episode. And then we're just going to talk about like free agents on playoff teams. So we're just going to focus on the teams that are in the playoffs. So even we're going to do teams that even got eliminated like Minnesota and LA and, and the Marlins and teams like that. But yeah, just trying to tie it into the playoffs because there's not much to talk about with the Tigers, obviously. Um yeah, but we'll tie it into the playoffs, I guess, in some sort. But, yeah, I mean, if we want to start with our grades, I don't know how many um, outfielders there are going to be. Uh, probably a handful. Let's just start at the top of this list that I have with Akil Badu. Um, Andrew, what are you thinking about Akil Badu's 2023 season? Yeah, I would give him um, probably, like, a C plus. Like, I, I thought kind of for like the outfield group we had I thought he was kind of above average um had a decent a decent like amount of power like when he hit home runs like they went pretty far um I feel like he could be a piece for the Tigers like a death piece over the next few years so no I mean I I didn't mind him I think you know with his speed and how he can kind of hit um he'd be a good you know every other day guy or something like that I thought you said death piece for a second. <laughs> I was like, dang, bro. Um, yeah, so 24 years old. It's his third season in the big leagues. 
312 at bats. What do you have? 11 home runs, hit 218, uh, 682 OPS, 86 OPS plus. Um, he was better than last year. I would I would say by a decent margin. I mean, last year, if we're pulling up his numbers, he had two home runs in 201 at bats. So the power came back in a sense a little bit. Um, you gave him what a C plus? Yeah, C plus. Oof. I mean, he wasn't bad a person. I mean, he was a he was a 0.6 WAR player. Um, I don't know, Andrew. Do you think we're at the point where his rookie year? Do you think his rookie year is going to be the best year of his career? Um, I don't know. I mean, what what did he bat his rookie year? Wasn't it like? What was it like two fifty or something like that? So yeah, uh four hundred at bats, thirteen home runs, he hit two fifty nine, seven sixty six OPS. I don't know. Um I feel like if it's not Detroit, I feel like there's another team out there where he could get back to around that. Um I mean obviously this year with like the power, he was almost back there. And, you know, he kinda went on like hot streaks where you saw like that rookie year player, so um, I don't think I'd be surprised either way. I feel like he could go back to where he was, but also, you know, uh, who knows how long he'll actually be around to get that chance. Yeah, that's where I'm at with the kill Badu, honestly. Like, we have Parker Meadows. I'm higher on Parker Meadows than I am a kill Badu. I mean, I'm not going to say he's a trade piece, but that's really like we have Riley Green in the outfield, we have Kerry Carpenter. Uh, we have some left-handed. I mean, Max Clark is obviously years away, but I really think and his trade value. I think he has some trade value. Like I think after last year, the trade value was pretty much non-existent because of the year he had. I think he's, I guess, rebounded in a sense. Uh, I'd give him a C minus. I think like he was. I don't know. I feel like the bar he set his rookie year. That's where I expect him to be you know and maybe that's too high of expectations but his rookie year I mean he was fantastic his rookie like if that's the player he is he's a starting outfielder on a on a world series team honestly like he if he's putting up those numbers he could be playing center field for the Phillies right now um but he didn't he hit 218 so he wasn't bad per se but I don't think he really did much to solidify himself as a a core piece for this team um, so I don't know. I'll go C minus. I, I think they, like, he's a good clubhouse guy. I think he's well liked here, but I think at the end of the day, if they can get pitching for him or they can get an infielder, or they could package him together in some way. Um, he's probably, they'll probably look to move on from him. Cause I just don't really see him being a core piece of this Tigers team. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, I, I think another thing that like, I think kind of like annoys me with Badu is I I don't blame him as much because you know it's not fully his decision but he doesn't steal I feel like as much as he should um I mean he has really good speed obviously we've seen it with him running the base pass but I mean a guy like him there's no reason with how much he played this year that he couldn't have led the team in steals but he didn't for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm trying to look up how many steals he had. Fourteen stolen bases. I mean, he was only he was caught three times. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not like I'm not gonna lose sleep if he's not on this team. I don't think he's. 
a core piece. I think he's honestly just a nice depth piece to have, like you said. Uh, so UNC plus, I would see minus. Let's go to Riley Green, who, um, I mean, this will be an interesting one. 400, uh, 378 at-bats, only 11 home runs, though. Uh, 288 batting average, 796 OPS, 117 OPS plus. Uh, what were your thoughts on Riley Green's sophomore season? Yeah, I thought I thought his was kind of a little bit hard to judge, um, mostly just because, you know, way before he got that big injury, um, he was on like what, like a like a three week slump where he just couldn't hit the ball at all, and then I think he kind of got it going a little bit, and then had that injury that knocked him out the rest of the year. But um, I don't know. I feel like I would give him around like a B or B plus. Um, you know, I thought. Obviously, he's going to be a great hitter, um, hitting around 300. I thought the home runs were definitely better. He's going to be a guy who probably can hit. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say 30 home runs. I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, but I'd say definitely at least 20 home runs next year could should be you know a possibility for him. Yeah, that's the thing with him is just the power, like 11 home runs and pretty much 400 at-bats. Um, that's not ideal, but I mean, he did still hit 288, but that rough stretch, like you said, down uh, towards the end of the season, and then obviously the injury. I don't know. I like, I remember a quote from LeBron James where it's like, the most important thing about an athlete is his availability. Uh, if you're not on the field or the court, that's really what matters at the end of the day. And so for him, he's had two injury-riddled seasons for the Detroit Tigers. Um he still put up all-star numbers, so I, I'd probably give him a B, like you said, B, B minus. Um, but yeah, he needs to stay on the field, man. Like, honestly, like, I'm not saying the Tigers would have made the playoffs if he stayed healthy, but I think they could have finished at or above 500 if he had 500 or 600 plate appearances instead of just under 400. Yeah, I agree. I There was a time, I think, uh before he got injured or right around it, like my friend and I were kind of keeping tabs on like what the Tigers was, Tigers record was like when he was in the lineup. And I think it was either right around 500 or like just above it. So obviously, you know, he was like a key piece to that team and kind of how they played. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to look at his numbers in terms of like war and all that, but I mean, yeah, he was a two war player and, I'd say he played about four months of the season. Um, yeah, I, again, I think, like, like you said, B, B+. Plus, I think I had him at a B. Uh, he needs to stay healthy. He needs to lift the ball more. He needs to hit home runs. He's very important to this team. Um, yeah, I, I think I would say his season was a success in a way because um, he showed that he could hit major league pitching. Um it's just going to need to be that consistency of him staying on the field. Um, but, yeah, did you have any other thoughts on Riley Green's sophomore year? Uh, no, I think we covered it all. All right, so we got – you had a C-plus and then a, we'll, we'll say B-plus or B. Um, Badu, you had a C-plus. I had a C-minus for Badu and then I had a B for Riley Green. Um, and then we'll probably grade the outfield as a whole like we did with the infield. Um, so let's move on to Kerry Carpenter. This is a fun one. I, this is some something I wanted to talk about. Um, just because he's, I'm not gonna say he's polarizing, but I just feel like 
I don't know. I find it hard to put a lot of faith in Kerry Carpenter as like the middle of the like. I don't think Kerry Carpenter can be your cleanup hitter as a World Series contender. And so his age 25 season, really his first full year in the big leagues, 459 at-bats, 20 home runs, hit 278, 811 OPS. Um, Didn't hit, I think he hit one home run in like the final month, month and a half of the season, honestly. Like, I don't know what to make of Kerry Carpenter. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on his season and on just overall future with the Tigers? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Trouble with the Curve with like Clint Eastwood and Amy Adams. Um, honestly, Kerry Carpenter kind of reminds me of like that prospect. And obviously not as bad as like to the point where he can't hit breaking balls, but I feel like he definitely struggles with breaking balls more than people might realize. Um, I feel like most of his home runs are definitely fastballs up in the zone. Um, so I still think he's going to be like a really, really good hitter for this team. But I feel like he does have a ceiling. Like I don't, I'm not going to say this will be his, the best season he has. But I mean, you know, I don't know if he'll be able to hit as many home runs and bat as high as he did. How many home runs do you think he had in September? Uh, two, maybe. Zero. <laughs> wow. Didn't hit a home run in September. His last home run came on August 23rd. But the crazy part is he had a home run on August 19th, 20th, 21st, and 23rd. And then he went from August 24th to October 1st without hitting a home run. And the, the, the track record is just not there. And that's. And listen, he was a 19th round pick. Like, I think we have more faith in guys like Riley Green and Torkelson just because they have that pedigree of being taken at the top of the draft. And Kerry Carpenter doesn't have that pedigree. I mean, he was taken, kind of plucked from obscurity in a way. Um, But yeah, I mean, his career, just over 500 at-bats. So essentially a full major league season. I don't like the comparison I made was like Brennan Bosch. I don't know if you remember Brennan Bosch, his rookie year, how he just went off and then he kind of just essentially pitchers just figured him out. Um, I mean, I think Kerry Carpenter has shown a, like has been better than Bosch has for a, a longer period of time. Um, I don't know. I just go back to like Kerry Carpenter can't be your cleanup. Like if he's your number six or your number seven hitter, I think that's fine, but in terms of him being like your cleanup hitter, um, I don't know. I think the Tigers, they need more impact bats. And this is no secret to anyone. The Tigers need better hitters in their lineup, but they need guys who can produce more. Um, I don't know. I guess for a grade, as as negative as like I've, I've kind of sounded towards him, like he had a really good year. Like, we were talking about him as a platoon player. Like I, I'd probably give him like an A, A, probably an A minus or an A. Honestly, I don't know about you. Yeah, I was thinking about like A minus. I I think I was close to giving him an A, and then I remembered like how brutal that last month was for him, so I kind of knocked him down a bit. But yeah, A minus. Yeah, I mean it might just be like recency bias, but I mean if you would have told me at the beginning of the year like 
he would hit 20 home runs and I think he had the best OP, OPS plus of anyone on the team. Um, I, th- I think he had the best OP, uh, OPS of anyone on the team. Like, I don't know. You can't really ask for much for him, but I think we're at the point where it's like, other than Green and Torkelson, we don't really have anybody else we can really identify as like a core player. And I think we want Kerry Carpenter to be that. I just, I don't know if I can put that on him yet and, and believe in that yet. I mean, I think if he does it for in 2024, let's say he hits 25, 30 home runs in 2024 and puts up an 800 OPS season, then I'll probably, I'll be on the bandwagon. I'll believe in him as a long-term player. Um, I just, for me, I, there's just not enough track record for me to be able to 100% believe he's going to be a core piece to this team for the next, I don't know, five to eight years per se. Yeah, I think that's a fair take. Um, I I mean, obviously there was a lot of points this season where like he was kind of, I don't, I mean, he was a good cleaner pretty this year for us. It was a lot of times where, you know, he would knock in the runs and in big spots and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I think going forward, I wouldn't necessarily have him there. Um, I'd have, I mean, maybe not even Togelson. I, I would try and sign a guy, you know, that's actually, you know, proven to, you know, be in that type of situation and be, be able to drive and runs. You know who we need, Andrew? We need we need Mookie Betts. Like, I, I know that sounds like, but it was like, we need a player who's just entering the prime of his career that we could trade for and re-sign and just have him be the guy. Like, Mookie Betts, what the... What the Dodgers did with that, I mean, traded for him, re-signed him, and he was their guy. That's really what the Tigers need right now. It's just their guy that they could put in the middle of that lineup and take pressure off these young guys that, I mean, like you said, Kerry Carpenter, Torkelson Green, they could be part of the core. I don't know if they can necessarily be your three main guys offensively. Sounds like you want to go after Juan Soto. Is he on the trade market? I, I think the Padres, I mean, it could have been a rumor. I don't know. But I, I know the Padres said that, you know, they were going to listen to offers for him this offseason. Um, I, I know he's going to be a free agent after next season. So I, I will see. I know Padres wanted to cut some payroll. So, um, I don't know. San Diego, I feel like they need to go all in. Um, I mean, they do have some prospects that they've also traded. I mean, San Diego's, I, I was thinking about them today just because, like, Blake Snell is going to be a free agent. Like, they're going to be an interesting team to watch. What would you give up in a Juan Soto trade, honestly? Like, yeah, w- realistic. what would you give up if you were the Detroit Tigers for Juan Soto? Um, uh, You'd probably have to give up either Max Clark or Jackson Job to start. Um, You'd probably have to give up either one of Green, Torque, or Keith, I would assume probably too. Oh. Which in that case, mm. I would try and do Keith because I'd want to keep Green and Torque. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not doing it, man. I can't I, do it, that. It, it would be a lot, especially for a year. And you, I mean, I would do it if he guaranteed, you know, a long-term contract with us. But um, if you were just to trade him for a year, I, I definitely want to do it. I'm a big Jackson Job guy, honestly. Like, I don't know if I would. Like, I I guess if he obviously committed long term, then that's a different story. But like, 
I think Jackson Job is going to be really good. And like Cole Keith, I think he's going to be an everyday regular. And maybe there's an all-star appearance or two in his future. But like at that point, why don't you just wait until Juan Soto becomes a free agent? I guess is my thing. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know a team like I mean the Yankees are looking to have Cody to that time related shock, but I, you know, I, I feel like, I mean the it, the Tigers don't trade for him, so it doesn't matter. But like in my eyes, you know, if some team trades for him, um, they're gonna obviously. I don't know at this point if Juan Soto wants to hit the free agent market or if he just wants to be paid. I don't know, but. I, it wouldn't surprise me if a team trades for him and ends up signing him to twelve year, thirteen year deal or whatever. Yeah, I mean he's he's what the Tigers need though. Honestly, he they just need they need a guy, and I think Torkelson is that guy. Um, but they need more, honestly. Like, and what we can talk about free agency, and uh, we'll talk about like some free agents on some playoff teams uh, to end this podcast, but um. Yeah, I, we got off a bit of a tangent there, but um, yeah, I'll I'll go with an A for Kerry Carpenter. Um, are you going with an A or A minus? Uh, a minus. Okay, so I mean, we've graded the outfield pretty well, honestly. Like, um, I I I have decent faith in this Tigers outfield, honestly, and they have they have some prospects coming up through the system as well. Um, let's go to the next guy, which is Matt Veerling. I don't know if we graded him as an infielder, um, but if we did or didn't, we can just go over him real quick. 26 years old, 479 at-bats, 10 home runs, hit 261, 717 OPS, uh, 96 OPS plus, uh, Honestly, I'd give him an A. Like for for what I expected him to be, like he was an everyday regular and I mean he was almost a league average hitter. I think that you can't ask for much more. I don't know. I'd give him an A. I'm I'm being positive today. I don't know about you. Matt Vieling gets an A for me. Honestly, Matt Vieling to me is like your Andy Abanias. Um but that being said, I still didn't grade him as high as you. But um, I think I gave him like a, a like a B plus. Like I was pretty impressed with him this season. Like I remember the first half of the season. Um, I think going into the All Star break, he's been like two seventy, and I remember it was that thing going on on Twitter with people like let's give Villain to the All Star game, whatever. Um, but I mean, I feel like honestly, you know, he could have made it. Um, if he kind of started hitting that way from the beginning of the year, but. I I think I just graded him at B plus because coming out of the All Star break, like the first m- month and a half or whatever, like the first month into the middle of August or something, I mean he just couldn't hit the ball. Like he could not hit anything, and then uh, he got back to what he was, and I felt like he was a pretty consistent player though. Yeah, like for him as a right handed bat off the bench, I think that's awesome for the tires, just because he could play so many positions. He's solid defensively. He's got decent speed. Like that was a great pickup, honestly. For the and like, I didn't. I thought Nick Maton was gonna be, I guess, that guy in that in the Gregory Soto trade. I expected him to be that standout player. And Matt Beerling, I'm not gonna say I didn't expect a lot from him, but I really didn't know what to get uh, from him. I mean, he wasn't a great offensive player in Philadelphia. 
Um, didn't really have much of a track record, but like if he's just a, a right-handed bat off the bench for the next five years and I mean, hits 260 with an OPS of 717, like he was almost a league average hitter. Like that's, that's great. I like, that was a fantastic pickup by Scott Harris. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can ask for anything more out of Matt Reeling in, in 2023. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, I just popped into my mind. Like, I, I feel like it could come down to Andy Abanez and Matt Vialing starting for uh, fighting for a starting position next year, depending on what they do in the offseason. Yeah, because like Vialing could play second, he could play third. Um, and that, like, that's a good problem to have. That's what we want. We want that. We want competition. We want the Tigers to have depth and we want them to have difficult decisions. Uh, because let's be honest, they haven't had that. They've had, they've given Dixon Machado the starting job at second base and shortstop and Christian Stewart and, and all these guys that shouldn't have been playing at the major league level. Now they actually have guys who have had some success, have had a track record, and they're going to have to earn it. And that's what's important. And that's, I mean, that just goes to show you the depth that they've been able to build. And I'm excited for this offseason. I cannot wait. Um, for some of these moves to start going down. But um yeah, again, very positive podcast so far. Um uh, Matt gets an A for me. Only six stolen bases though and was caught stealing six times. So uh yeah, wow. Wasn't that great on the base pass, but that's okay. Um next player we'll go to is Parker Meadows. I mean we I only have one or two outfielders left. Parker Meadows uh is a fun topic to have. I thought he was very interesting to watch down the stretch, and I think the way he bounced back was awesome. Like he obviously got off to that hot start, and then kind of just tanked. And I'll be honest, I thought he was gonna continue to tank, and then he really just picked it back up again and ended his season very well. Um, 125 at bats for Parker Meadows. I think he's still technically a rookie. Uh, what did you see from the 23 year old uh, former second round pick? Yeah, I think going forward, he's going to kind of be like where he was this year, like a really good defensive center fielder that's going to bat, you know, eighth or ninth in the lineup, get, get you know, try and get on base, um, steal a lot of bases. I, you know, I, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, he, even if he bats, well, well, I think he finished, what, around 250 this year because of how little at bats he had. But um, if he could finish, you know, around that, batting eighth or ninth, um, you know, I'd be completely fine with that. Dude, I just, he reminds me of Austin Jackson. Like, and I, Austin Jackson had some great years. Like, he really did offensively a lot better than a lot of people I think would have expected. For Parker Meadows, he was a one more player. And I mean, how many games did he play? Uh, I don't see it on here. 125 at bats. Uh, defensively, we know what he can do. I mean, I could probably pull up his defensive war right now. But, um, 714 OPS, 96 OPS plus. He hit 240. I mean, he was almost a league average hitter. Um, and I, I I didn't expect that. Like, I think if he if he did what he did for a full season this year, 125 at bats, if he put up the same exact numbers for a full year for the rest of his career, he's a starting caliber player, honestly, because what he does defensively, what he can do on the base pass. 
I don't expect I'm not expecting a lot from him offensively. Like if he just if he's the Tigers number nine hitter, that's good enough. Like I don't think he's not gonna hold this team back offensively. I don't think he needs to be a middle of the order bat for the Detroit Tigers. Like he's probably gonna be their eight or nine hitter. He's gonna play good, you know, defense in center field. And yeah, I, I can't ask for much more. And honestly, like I know he had a breakout year last year and it was going to be, it was a big talking point if he could replicate that in 2023 and he did and he got called up and he performed. And I think he's putting himself in a position to be the opening day center fielder in 2024. I'm giving him an A man. I'm on a, I'm just, I'm giving out A's like it's nothing, man. Um, Yeah. A for me for Parker Meadows. Yeah. I think I gave him a B. Um, I don't know. I, I don't feel like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have a lot of bad stuff to say about him. I just feel like considering, um, like, how little amount we saw of him, we don't truly know, like, what he's like yet. So I, I feel like a B for me would kind of be as high as I can go. Yeah, that's fair enough. But, um, I mean, those are the only outfit. I mean, he didn't have a lot of turnover in the outfield. For being, I mean, we did Badu, Green, Carpenter, Veerling. And Parker Meadows. I mean, that's really, that's really it. I mean, Abanez played some outfield. I mean, we had Jake Marisnik for a, for a hot minute. I don't know. We can't grade Jake Marisnik. I mean, he he was here for a cup of coffee, honestly. Um, yeah, that's really it. There's really five main guys for the Tigers outfield in 2023. I mean, we can touch on Austin Meadows because I don't think I've ever gotten your opinion on that. Um, yeah, I guess what are just your thoughts on that situation? If you, I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, I get it. It could be a touchy subject, but did you have any thoughts on that situation and I guess any predictions of what that could look like moving forward? Yeah, I think it's like a really complex situation. Um, like I, I remember when Avila traded for him, like I was, I was really excited because like I knew what type of player he was in Tampa Bay. I knew, I think, uh, the year before we traded for him, he finished top 10 in the MVP voting. Like, I, like I knew he was a pretty good caliber player. Um, Like, as far as the future goes, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that's one of, like, the toughest situations to be put in. Like, I feel like from a business standpoint, you, you're you going to have to move off of him because, you know, he's just taking up a spot at this point And, you know, if he can come back like he tried to this year and, you know, steps away again, um, again, he's just kind of taking up a spot. So, I don't know. I feel like they do need to move off of him unless he can 100% fully commit to the team. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into it. Honestly, like, in a perfect world, he's 80% of what he was in Tampa Bay. and. I mean, he the Tigers need impact bats, and like when he's right, he's an impact bat. Like him and Parker Meadows, that would be a fun story, and just like the story of like, I feel like everyone loves a redemption story. Like for him to be able to come back and play a big role for this team, and maybe win a World Series with the Tigers. I mean, that'd be a great story. Uh, obviously, only time will tell. Um, who who knows, man? I, I, it's water under the bridge. I I, I talking about Isaac Paredes and and the trade and all that. It's it is what it is. We've moved on. We have pieces. 
Um, I hope he has a role for this team. I think he'd be great as a long-term DH. We all know he can hit. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I'm going to say about it. Um, but I saw his name on here, so I thought we might mention it. But, um, yeah, that's the Tigers outfield for 2023. Um, I guess we can give our overall grade for the entire outfield. Mine's probably going to be pretty positive because um, I think the infield, obviously, I think needs some work, but they could probably use another outfielder this offseason. Uh, what would be your overall grade for just the Tigers outfield uh, for 2023? Probably a B plus. Yeah. Fair enough. B plus. I don't I can't go A. Um like I'd yeah, honestly a B plus. Like if Riley Green was healthy, if um I guess if Parker Meadows played a, a little bit more, let's say he played two or three months instead of about a month. Um yeah, I, I think B plus is, is fair. I think they definitely didn't hold this team back, but in a sense you could say they maybe did just because Harry Carper didn't stay healthy. Riley Green didn't stay healthy. But, I mean, I think when they were on the field, they performed. And so, yeah, B-plus for the Tigers outfield. Um, is there any other thoughts, comments, concerns you had about this Detroit Tigers outfield for 2023 and, and moving forward? Uh, I guess the only thought I have is, like, it's going to be kind of, like, really interesting to see what they do this offseason with it because, like I said, you have to you have to figure out you know, the Austin Meadows situation and, you know, I I would like them to sign another outfielder, but, you know, if you do that, are they going to be the DH? Is Carpenter going to be the DH? Um, you know, when Green comes back, if Meadows, you know, doesn't stop performing next year, are you going to move Green to center field? Who are you going to have in left field? Like, like I, I kind of feel like the outfield is kind of a little bit of a mess right now, just with who's going to play where and Who's who's gonna end up being the starting outfielder? But besides that, yeah, I get you. I yes, free agent talk again. We have all off season to get into that. Um, but to end the pod because we I, we went a little longer than I thought with the outfield talk. Honestly, um, so we have four teams left in the playoffs. So honestly, what we could do is just look at the four teams and see if there's any players, any potential free agents from those teams that would interest us uh, maybe thinking out of the box a little bit. So I've got the first team pulled up, Houston Astros. We've got Michael Brantley, who is old, but I still think can hit for the most part. Martin Maldonado, can't hit, can defend. You've got Phil Mayton, Phil, Phil Mayton, so I think that's Nick Mayton's brother, uh, Hector Neris, and then Ryan uh, Stanek, I believe is how you say it. Um. Those are the Astros uh, free agents. Uh, do any of those guys uh, give you any interest, I guess, uh, as free agent targets this year or this offseason? Um, the only two that kind of um, would maybe intrigue me are Phil Maton or Ryan Stanek for the bullpen. Um, I, I know Maton's been pretty good for the Astros. I know, I know Stanek. Um, a couple of years ago, he had like a unbelievable year. Like I think his ERA was, I think it was COVID year. He had like a one ERA or something like that. Um, but I think I think those are the only two that I would be interested in. Yeah, like the bats, not really interested in Brantley, uh, catching wise. Eh, and yes, uh, Nick Phil Maton is 
I it says right here is the brother of Nick Maton. So Phil Maton, uh, thirty years old, has an ERA of three or had an ERA of three in the regular season. Uh, seventy-four strikeouts and sixty-six innings pitched. Like I said, thirty years old. So yeah, I don't know what the Tigers are gonna do with the bullpen. I mean, I feel like what they did last offseason with the bullpen is just plucking guys from obscurity like Tyler Holton and like Miguel Diaz and just kind of found these guys. Um, but maybe they'll tap into the in the free agent market in terms of relievers. Um, but yeah, those are the Astros free agents. The other team left has a lot more free agents uh, the other team in the AL. So let me just rattle off some names, and I'm sure some of these guys will probably uh, be interesting. So you've got Aroldis Chapman, Mitch Garver. I'm a big Mitch Garver guy. Uh, Robbie Grossman, number three hitter for the Texas Rangers. Uh, You've got Andrew Heaney, Austin Hedges, Travis Jankowski, Ian Kennedy, who I did not know was still pitching, honestly, Jose LeCurk, Brad Miller, Jordan Montgomery, which I, I got some thoughts on him. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, Martin Perez, Will Smith, and Chris Stratton. So a lot of free agents for the Rangers. I feel like they have a pretty decent-sized payroll. Um, some of those guys are going to be available. Was there any names that I, I mentioned that you think the Tigers should be interested in this offseason? I think one that um, I don't think a lot of people will say that they – should look into is Jose Leclerc. Um, I know there would be there were times, you know, well, I mean, with the entire Rangers bullpen this year that he wasn't that great, but I mean, he ended up becoming their closer, and I I feel like the Tigers could definitely use like another electric arm um, out of the bullpen. But outside of him, I mean, Jordan Montgomery, uh, I'd be fine with Mitch Garver. Um, yeah, I think those three though mostly, like. Here's my thing with Jordan Montgomery. He's good, and he's been fantastic in the playoffs. I mean, he's been fantastic for the Rangers just in general. Um, he's 30 years old. Um, the thing with him is I think he's just going to get overpaid. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of recency bias with his playoff performance and his performance to end the year with the Rangers. And, like, I don't know. He's not like he doesn't have a high velocity fastball. I feel like his stuff is fine. I just don't really view him as like a true ace, like number one or number two pitcher. But I mean, he's he's doing it for Texas. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, with Texas, two point seven nine ERA and sixty seven innings pitched. Um, twenty twenty two, he was he was good as well. I mean, he had a three point four eight ERA and one hundred eighty innings pitched last year. So. He's got somewhat of a track record. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Because like the guy I always look at is Zach Wheeler, right? Like he was never with the Mets. He never reached that like Cy Young level, and then he signs with the Phillies, and it kind of just he explodes from there, and he becomes a, a Cy Young level pitcher. That's always the debate and, and the question with these relievers are these pitchers you're gonna sign is are their best years behind them or are their best years in front of them? And in terms of Jordan Montgomery, do you think his best years are still in front of him or do you think his best years are either right now and behind him? Like where are you kind of falling on that end of the spectrum? Um, I feel like he's still got, he definitely still has some good years left. Like I, he's been a pretty consistent pitcher throughout most of his career. Um, and 
even you know if he was a little bit worse um i would still sign him i mean he has never lost a game in the playoffs that he started which is unbelievable but i mean i feel like especially if you're the tigers you're gonna have to start eventually looking at people who perform in the in the playoffs more than they do in the regular season yeah that's a good point i i the other thing too is he just doesn't strike out a lot of people um struck out 166 batters and 188 innings pitched so that's another thing but i mean and you don't have to be a strikeout pitcher to be a good pitcher in major league baseball but i feel like everybody wants like the spencer strider or the guys that just miss bats because at the end of the day i mean that's what's important i mean i'm baseball i wouldn't say baseball is a, a three true outcome sport I think it's definitely headed in that direction with the walk, the home run, and the and the strikeout. But I think a lot of teams value that the pitchers that just miss bats and, and strike out guys. And so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I just think like he's gonna want to cash in. He's gonna want, I'd say at least a four, five, maybe even six year deal. Um, you know, being thirty years old, he's never really gotten that big contract. I believe this is the first time he's going to be a free agent so it's like i think he's just going to fall out of the tigers price range and i don't think the tigers want to commit long term to any i wouldn't say any free agents but i i don't think they're going to go longer than like two or three year deals on anybody if i'm being honest um so i don't know i i think it's going to be a guy a lot of tigers fans are going to be hoping for i i just i don't predict it's going to happen um other than that though like mitch garver Mitch Carver just he hits nukes as a catcher. Like I that would be cool. Um, I wouldn't mind him. Uh I don't know. Will Smith. I, I don't know. No no one in particular for Texas, but they they have a lot of guys that are gonna be free agents and I don't think they're gonna be able to keep all of them. So that'll be another interesting team to watch. Um if we go to the National League with the other two teams left. Oh, <laughs> I got a, I got another one, another one I want to go over. So for the Phillies, we've got Reese Hoskins. Spoiler, that's my other one. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, Scott Kingery. I don't know if you remember him. He was a, a pretty highly touted prospect, I feel like. Um, Michael Lorenzen and Aaron Nola. Well, the Phillies got some pretty heavy hitters. Uh, obviously, Michael Lorenzen. Um, but no, the Phillies have some pretty high-profile free agents this year. Uh, I think the Phillies are going to win the World Series. Um, but uh, what do, what are you thinking about the Phillies' free agents and the uh, what was it the four or five guys I just named off? Yeah, um, obviously Aaron Nola is obviously the most intriguing name. Um, the, the Tigers aren't going to go after him. I mean, he's going to get paid a bunch. Um, I think it's going to be by the Phillies. I think they'll end up resigning him. But um, I don't know. I I'm not like. Billy super high on anyone in that. I mean, I, I think I'd be okay with these Haskins, but the only thing that would kind of scare me is, you know, he's coming off the ACL injury, so you don't know, you know, how he's going to come back from that. Um, but I, I wanted to be signed Levenson. I mean, he was great with us, but yeah, I, I feel like we can do better and should start looking to do better as well. But yeah, I mean, that that's my thoughts on them. Yeah, Lorenzo didn't. I don't even think he's on their playoff roster, honestly. Um, I mean, maybe if Lorenzen's like your number five starter, but honestly, like, I, I think he's more of a long reliever at this point. But um, 
no, Aaron Noah. That's not that's not gonna happen. I mean, if we're just if we're just being realistic, he's one of the better even though he didn't have a great twenty twenty three season. I mean, he's been good in the playoffs. He's gonna get paid. We all know he's maybe arguably a top ten pitcher in baseball. Uh Reese Hoskins, I think there's a decent chance he comes back. Like if, if I think the Phillies will make the World Series. I, I think there's a decent shot we see him play in the World Series potentially. Um I think the Tigers need right-handed bats. Uh, he could DH. You could move Kerry Carpenter to the outfield. Reese Hoskins can hit you 25 to 30 home runs. And, like, if he just wants a one- or two-year prove-it deal, you know, where he, he wants that long-term contract, but he's coming off an injury, so let me go take a one-year deal where the team like the Tigers can overpay for me because, spoiler alert, the Tigers have a ton of money to spend, whether they want to spend it or not. It remains to be seen, but they could overpay for him for a year or two, and he would be great for this. I mean, I, I'm just thinking of a middle of the order of like you could do the uh, South platoon. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where they do righty, lefty, righty, lefty. It's not platoon. It, it's it's evading me right now. No, I, I think it's I think it's platoon. No. That's not platoon. It's like when you hit a righty, then a lefty, then a righty, then a lefty. It's called something. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I can't think of it. How do I not remember? I, what up? So you want to have that like righty, lefty, righty, lefty, so you could have Riley Green, Torgelson, Kerry Carpenter, Reese Hoskins. Like, I don't know. I think he's interesting, and like, I've compared Spencer Torkelson to Reese Hoskins. I think Torkelson's going to be better than Reese Hoskins, but like. You want to give me two Spencer Tork? Oh, I guess two Reese Hoskins in a way. I don't know. Reese Hoskins, I think, would be a good fit for this team. The Tigers need to hit more home runs. They need a right-handed bat. Um, I don't know. I, he'll be a guy that I'll be looking at this offseason. And then the other, the final team before we get out of here is the Diamondbacks. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say saving the best for last, but I, I don't know. I've fallen in love with this free agent, Andrew uh, Lourdes Gurriel. Uh, um, I want to get your thoughts on, on the Diamondbacks first before we get into that. But like we said, Guriel, you've got Longoria, uh, Tommy Pham. Uh, Tommy Pham is is actually he's, he's, Tommy Pham's good. Uh, I I know he was getting older, and I I wasn't really expecting a whole lot from him, but he had a really good year for, uh, I believe the Mets, and then he was traded to the Diamondbacks. Uh, Mark Melanson is the other one, which again I didn't even know he was still pitching. Um. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the, those four free agents for the Diamondbacks? Yeah, I, I think the two that I'd be the most interested in are uh, Tommy Pham, just, you know, to come in, be the veteran piece that, you know, could kind of take over the Cabrera role and help mentor these guys. And he's obviously going to be a better player at his age, too. Um, and then, of course, you know, Gilial, um, Yeah, I love him, you know, just as much as you do. And, you know, I, I think he could be a really good bat for this team. You know, you could bat him DH, you could bat him uh play him in, you know, left field, you know, right field, wherever. Um, but no, he's a he's a good bat, really consistent bat as well. And I think he'd be a really good fit for the team. Yeah, I wanna I'm gonna make a, a separate video on Guriel, honestly, just because of how big a fan I am of him. Cause like he has the track record. He's been a very consistent hitter throughout his entire career. I believe he's played six years. Um, yeah, six years, five with the Blue Jays, one with the Diamondbacks. I mean, he's hit 20 home runs three times in his career. Uh, career 280 hitter, 
OPS 790. Like, he has the track record. He had, I wouldn't say the best year of his career, but he had the highest war of his career in 2023. Hit the most home runs of his career in 2023. Had the most RBIs uh, in his career in 2023. Like, he's 30 years old. I still think he's going to be an impact bat for multiple years to come. He could play all over the field too. Like he could play outfield. He could play. In, I, th- I think he started out as a shortstop, if I'm not mistaken. But like, dude, he's 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 perfect. <laughs> like I I don't know. He just checks all the boxes. Like versatility wise, he can hit. He's a right handed bat. I think we need a right handed bat. Yeah, I, I don't know how much I'd be willing to pay him or how many years. Like again, if the Tigers could overpay him for three years. I'd probably do that. You know, I'd rather overpay him for three years than commit five years to him. I don't know what kind of contract he's going to want, but like in terms of like, I I completely overlooked him, honestly, like throughout the entire season. And then I just saw something online about him. And the more I looked into it, it's like, honestly, he might be my number one target in free agency. Just if I'm being realistic, like I really like, I guess in terms of like, He's not the best free agent. Like, obviously, we want Aaron Nola or Cody Bellinger or whatever. But, like, realistically, I think he is the number one guy for the Tigers just because I think he checks all the boxes for them. Yeah, I can I can definitely think he's one of my top guys as well. Um, like, like you said, how consistent he's been. And, you know, I think a two or three-year deal wouldn't be out of the question. Like, uh, you know, giving him, like, I don't like – Three years, forty-five million. Like I, I don't feel like that's unreasonable um, for the Tigers. So you know, I, I feel like they could easily get him if they want to. Um, but you know, they'll they'll probably be a bidding war over him. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean Arizona. I don't think it's necessarily like a big market team. Uh, I mean they signed Zach Granke to that huge contract. Um, other than that, like I, I don't. They didn't sign Goldschmidt. I don't believe. Or they might have gave him the extension and then traded Goldschmidt after, but like, I I don't know Arizona. They've got some young players coming up. Maybe he falls out of their price range. I mean, I'm like you said. I'm sure there's going to be lots of teams that want him, but that's my guy. And I Reese Hoskins was initially my guy, but honestly, I think Guriel is just a little bit of a better fit. So I, I really would, I'll be very happy if the Tigers pursue him and and potentially get him as a free agent this offseason but um yeah Andrew we went 50 minutes and we talked about the outfield grades we talked about some free agents on playoff teams and yes was there anything else I guess before I head out of here and um I guess tease what could what other episodes or ideas we have in the future uh I mean, outside of, you know, maybe doing like a, a semi-award show for, you know, the Tigers themselves. Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, there's obviously a lot more we could say, but obviously, you know, we can save that for future episodes. Yeah, in terms of the award show, I think that's definitely something where we have lots of people on. I think that could be like a big thing that we do. That could be really fun, but definitely that's something we're going to do. Grading pitchers i think we haven't talked about the starters and the relievers and we could go over that definitely throwback content is something we're looking to do um 
talking about those Tigers teams of the 2010s is always fun. Um, yeah, definitely throwback content. Free agent. That's that's gonna be fun. I I love talking for agency trades. Um, we'll we'll obviously have to look more in depth and um obviously stuff will come out. You know, we'll you'll hear a rumor. Oh, this team is looking to rebuild, or it it could really just be a domino effect, like a team. Let's say like I don't know the Brewers or the Marlins just decide they want to go into a and also did you see the Marlins fire their GM too? Yeah, that was that was weird to me. Like like I could like at first when I heard the news, I'm like, okay, like she's probably gonna go to another team and get paid more. Um and then you know when it came out saying they were gonna hire a president over her, I was kinda shocked because I'm like, you know, why not just make her the president? Um I don't know. I guess it doesn't really surprise me. The Marlins do weird things. So, listen, I I don't know the whole story. Um, I probably should look more into it. But it's like she led them to the playoffs. And listen, bro, I get the Marlins made the playoffs in twenty twenty. That doesn't count, bro. Like twenty twenty, but that does not count. Like the twenty twenty. I hate when it's like they count the twenty twenty playoffs as making the playoffs. Like no. You could the Brewers finished twenty nine and thirty one, and they made the playoffs in twenty twenty. So like, yeah, like the even the Tigers like going into like the final two weeks or whatever, like they were in the hunt. So yeah, like exactly what you said. It, I mean, it sort of counts depending on what your record was, but for the most part, it really doesn't. No, because it says like, oh, the Tigers have the longest playoff drought, or it's like, I guess, but also like. 2020 does not count. I'm sorry, it doesn't count. It's not the same as being an 80 mid to high 80s win team or whatever you need to do to make the playoffs in a 162 game season. So like the Reds who made it in 2020, I mean the Marlins, well I, I know the Marlins made it this year, so obviously we're going to count that. But like in 2020, the Marlins, the Reds, there's a there's probably a, a couple other teams that made it that broke their playoff drought. Uh, or ended their playoff drought. It it doesn't count. I'm sorry. It it 2020 doesn't count. So, um, I don't know. I'm just getting off on a tangent there. I don't know the Marlins. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of them. I know they made the playoffs. Thanks. I they did what I expected them to do in the playoffs. Um, yeah, like you said, they're a weird franchise. They win a World Series and then they just trade their entire team. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll trade their entire team and. I, you know, there are some players on the Marlins I would be interested in, but we'll obviously have to wait and see with that. But um, yeah, like like I said, uh, other topics we have grading awards, rankings uh, is always fun, and I like doing that stuff. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Um, wherever this is posted to, more than likely, it'll be on on the Motor City Metrics channel and as a podcast as well. Um, follow me on X, and I'm getting used to that name now. Uh, I think. Are you used to X yet, or I I don't know if I am yet, honestly. No, I, I mean I still call it Twitter mostly yeah. just because no one knows what you're talking about when you say X. But yeah, like I saw an ad. It was like Bally Sports, and it was like follow us on Instagram, X, and YouTube, and it was like. I was like, dang, they're really it's really called X now and people are really calling it this now. And uh I don't know. It is what it is. Uh but yeah, follow me on X, follow Andrew on X. It 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 just I wanna call it Twitter. It just doesn't even sound, it sound right. it, yeah, it sounds so weird. Um 
but yeah, go follow whatever you want to call it. You can follow us. Um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening and or watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure to check out my channel, Motor City Metrics. Um, uh, yeah, really, really appreciate it. Uh, should be a fun off season. Enjoy the playoffs. Um, and yeah, we will see you guys soon. Take care, everybody.